to the But Here We Go podcast coming at you from But Here We Go Studios in lovely Dallas, Texas. This is Saturday, August 13th, 2022, episode number 522. That's not at all. That's not accurate? 53. Okay, 53, something like that. I I was just off by one number, one one extra number not like not like off by one episode just added an extra number to everything whatever helps you sleep at night man yeah whatever helps you sleep at night so it's been a week hey where'd you we go we survived where'd you go uh, yeah the, where'd you go i like the i like to bring up the recurring segment that you, we no, have no correction i brought it up that we have every time every every once in a while where'd you go Today, I was out fishing with Jake. Jake and I went fishing. You want to know what I, what has consumed my thoughts for the last five hours today? The last five hours or the first five when no, Jake no, and no, I no. were the gone? the last five hours. Okay, what about the last five hours? So, Jake caught a fish. Yep, he did. Did he catch it or did you catch no, it? No, he caught it. He well, caught I it? mean, let me... I... Put the worm on. I cast it out there, and, and I said, "This is your pole." He was in charge of it and told me that there was a fish on it. Wow! And then I reeled it in, and he he told me so uh, today. He, he caught said, it, mommy. I know when there's a fish. It's when it's shaking and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anywho, y'all caught a fish and I guess he wanted to keep it as a pet. That's what happened? So, no, that's not, I mean, it kind of is what happened, but it's not all that happened. So we first caught it and we brought it in. I got a picture of it with Jake and I said, okay, Jake, do you want to throw this back or do you want to keep it? And he said, we're keeping it and we're going to turn it into meat. Not like all those words, but he said very explicitly that this is going to become meat and he wants to eat it. And then I said, are you sure? So we're going to fry this up and eat it for dinner? And he said, yes, we are eating this fish for dinner. So that was that was the decision. And I was like, well, this decision may change. So... Just in case, I'm just going to keep it alive this wow, whole time. what a great forethought. So, got some water, tossed it in the bucket, kept it alive. And I started, well, I, I guess I didn't think about it at the time. But he kept going back and looking at the fish. <laughs> he kept trying to pet it. He kept <laughs> having these interactions with the fish. And I kept saying, Jake. Stop emotionally stop. No, you don't need to go check on the fish. The fish will be fine. The fish isn't going anywhere. It's going to be it's okay. It's in the bucket. <laughs> it's in the bucket. It can't get out. And and he was totally cool with ripping apart worms, putting those worm, putting minnows onto hooks. Like there was no attachment there this time. He was totally cool throwing those things in to try and catch more fish. But by the end of the fishing trip, he said, no, I want to take this fish home and keep it as a pet. And I said, I thought we were bringing it home and turning it into meat. And he said, no, let's bring it home and and keep it as a pet. I want it to be my pet. So then I first tried to explain, well, we 
can't do that. The options are we let it go or we bring it home and eat it. And he said, "Mm, no, it's going to be my pet. (laughs) So finally I was like, well, he's not going to let me walk down to the, the lake right now and release it. So I guess I have to bring it home and then try and go through this conversation again. And that's when you come in once we got to right, we were Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. And I was like, this is my idea, Jake. Because if it comes home, it will be killed and it will be eaten. And so if you want to keep it as a pet, I think we should go drive a, like a little bit across the way to the pond that we play at sometimes. And you can release it in the pond. And then that way we can come back and say hi to it whenever we want. Mm-hmm. And somehow that, after a little bit more explanation, that was okay. Yep. He finally accepted that. Right. But this is what's been consuming my thoughts ever since we put that fish in that pond. Yes. Tell me. Do you think the fish realizes it's in a different environment? Absolutely. So do you well, think it's like having like an existential crisis n- right now? Actually, not necessarily. I would assume that you it, went from absolutely to you're so, not sure. So there's a few different things. It is absolutely we aware. Put it in a pretty dirty pond. It is absolutely <laughs> aware that it is in a new environment because it has to like figure out things like where to go and right where to eat and all of that. But I've also heard that the memory of a fish is only like 10 seconds or something. Well, then it's screwed no matter so what. How are you supposed point, to remember it, where you get food if you can only remember the last 10 seconds? Yeah. So it's like a, a very in the moment kind of thought. So it would know that it's in a new spot. But it's also like, okay, here I am. Now I need to find food, shelter, they don't need to find water. They're already in water. Do you think he was doing that while in the bucket? Man, if he was trying to do that <laughs> while in the bucket, his head would be fried. It's like, okay, where's the food? Where's the where's the shelter? It's like, wait. <sighs> Idiot, I was just thinking about like this poor fish. We put it into a pond where it knows no other fish. And then I was like, well, do fish... I mean, I know we have like schools of fish, like names. Yeah. But do they have the same... like? Um, you know, do like they most, have a social order? Right. Because like most mammals are very, I mean, like there's, we have documented whales who mourn and grieve for like months when their babies die. I was like, is this fish going to like, do we need to drive it back to Lake Louisville? <laughs> I mean, it's too late now. But I was yeah. just like, are we really messed? Is this so, really what's best for the fish or should I, we just kill it and eat it? I don't, I don't think that this fish cares that much. Okay. I don't. This one in I think we're fine. I think all fish, whether true or not, there's this common conception that fish are are a lower life Got form. It. Got it. They don't really That's think true, about it. Because I know that a lot much. of vegetarians who will eat fish. Yeah, like there's a reason that you can be a pescatarian, but not like a. You You're can not, still be right. a pescatarian and consider yourself doing something right because they're not nice. like sentient to the point of like feeling pain or something like that yeah something like that something like that yeah i don't know anywho that's our pet we have so, a pet fish now we have a pet fish he's over pond, there in the pond <laughs> now i know i know all of our listeners have this other aching question in their mind now 
Do you want to know what it is? I would is? love nothing more. They want to know what about zebra mussels? What? <laughs> because that's the number one thing when you are going from any type of fresh water body, you need to wash everything off Wait, really good. Wait, is this good. your planned content? No. Okay. It's not. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> you need to wash everything off because of zebra mussels and you don't want to spread the zebra mussels. Don't worry. There were no zebra mussels on that fish that we released into this new... So were into there this brain new... eating amoebas in the water? Eh, no, probably not. Okay. Would don't Jake worry. be dead by now if there was a brain? Eh, probably not. Oh, okay. So I don't think that there's anything to worry about. I realize we're doing a little bit of quote-unquote bucket biology there, but... Is that an actual phrase? It is. Bucket What's biology? bucket biology? You know, when do you somebody... Notice, do you do this on purpose where you say something and then you give me a look like you're asking me to ask you about it? Because that's what well, I thought you were I don't. I don't give you a look. <laughs> hey, I don't. Oh, yeah, you know bucket biology. Please you ask know, me what biology. this is. I don't know what bucket biology means. Bucket biology... <laughs> Bucket biology is this phrase that is part of outdoor culture with the idea that there used to be a lot of bucket biologists who would say, I want a bunch of largemouth bass in this pond near my house. So they would go and try and catch some largemouth bass this out like by the local river. Hunters. And then they would bring it to their local pond and, and let them loose. So it's kind of the. It's the very fishing focused version of of invasive species, kind Except of. You're, you're creating invasive species. Yourself. You're essentially bringing in. And no self respecting biologist would do such a thing. I know that's why they're carrying. That's why they're doing it in buckets. Got it. Because no self respecting scientist. Bucket vigilantes. No self-respecting scientist would be collecting samples in a bucket. Although, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I feel I, like a I lot gotta, of people collect samples in I buckets. I got to step back on that because I'm sure I've put plenty of rocks in buckets like, and brought them home. why are you hating on buckets? All Buckets are very good tools. Yeah, but they're not scientific tools. Would it be better if it was a bucket with like the metric system etched on the side of it? Absolutely. Okay. That's still a bucket. Yeah. Anywho, but let's, it would have to be let's a, move on. A, it would have to be a serious bucket. Do you want... I have one story I have to talk about. I actually... I think talking about my story first okay. would go along with this fishing theme and outdoor theme. Oh, I'm not excited about it so, now, but go ahead. One, <laughs> so today, Jake and I went fishing. We were using regular fishing equipment and fishing for fish. Did you know there's this thing called magnetic fishing? No. No. So there's this thing called magnetic fishing where people tie a big magnet onto the end of a rope and they throw it in the water to just try and catch magnetic stuff and they bring it up. And it's a whole thing. I went about a month binging on YouTube these so it's like, magnet it's fishermen. like metal detecting, but in the it's water. It's kind of like metal detecting, except in the water, you bring stuff up. It's kind of dumb because literally everything you bring up, well, it's not all trash, but everything you bring up is, is terribly rusted. So it like doesn't make any sense. But then every once in a while, somebody will find like, oh, this was a old pistol made in 18, 
19. Completely rusted out. Completely rusted cool. out, but you can vaguely tell the age and vintage, which I guess is, I mean, people, I got sucked into that YouTube wormhole for a while. But the reason I bring it up is because of an article I found, which is on Outdoor Life, Magnet Fisherman ticketed after uncovering 86 rockets and other ordnance while fishing on a Georgia army base. That fishing was magnet fishing. Why was he ticketed? So he was actually ticketed. So there's a few different things. One, magnetic fishing or magnet fishing is explicitly prohibited on any type of army or armed services facility. Is also metal detecting? Yes. Yeah, metal detecting is as well. And the main reason for that is because if it's an active army base, then there could be unexploded ordinances. What's an ordinance? I don't I don't know, and I may be saying it wrong, but it's basically the- because they're doing all of this training and testing, right. they're shooting off bombs essentially. Right. Wait, wait, wait. So this guy pulled up 87 of them? 87 He's an idiot. artillery He's or 87 ammunition pieces basically like 87 oh, like rounds I don't know exactly and there's got, some oh. there's some pictures I'll send you the link you well, can put it in dumb. the show notes That's dumb How old is this guy Well there's three of them and the whole videos on YouTube Okay but how old are they, are they I don't young? know are they there's no there's no age There's no age on here but the thing is that it's a the reason the main reason it's prohibited is because with all of these ammunition pieces that they've found, any one of those could be unexploded. And by being unexploded, as you know from watching Gold on Adak Island with me. <laughs> that one episode I watched. That one episode, it can be very dangerous to just go around picking up unexploded ordinances. So because of that, there's this this just flat out ban of metal detecting. And these guys were essentially doing metal detecting and risking their lives, pulling out these ammunitions that could be live. And the, apparently the game warden, there were some choice quotes in here, but the game warden essentially said, y'all are idiots. You should have left that here and you're lucky you're not going to jail. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. And I just found that, quite funny because there are just so many things out there that people do. I just feel like it's a good rule of thumb that like don't do anything near any sort of military operation. Yeah, absolutely. If you can't figure that out, I got nothing for you. Yeah. Because that's common sense. I will say there are a few, there are a few different areas where you can apply for hunting permits. The White Sands Missile Range is one of them. Hunting? It's different than like metal detecting, spurlunking, and and like and just doing like hunting. a random, right. yeah, like a random. Oh, I'm just gonna go right. for a hike and look for some cool I'm stuff. Peel back this barbed wire fence and like sneak into this area. Yeah, idiots. Yeah. Side note, but they were so they were fishing off of a bridge in a river that goes through the goes through the army base. 
So, I mean, there's there's a few steps removed there that makes me think like... Oh, so they're not that much of idiots, they're not, but still. They're not like going onto the base, like through a back door and saying, oh, there's this big lake. We're going to go fish it. Wait, were they fined before or after they posted their YouTube video? They actually called the cops because they're like, oh, we found something special here because they found like 86 rounds in a bag or like in a specific thing. They and they're the like, cops? they called the cops being like, Hey, I think we found something. I think somebody stole a bunch of ammunition from the base. And okay. Well then they should not have been fine. They were trying well, to, I mean, I don't know. yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like, the but they're idiots. they're idiots. They're idiots. They're lucky. They're not in jail. Actually, they're lucky. They're not dead because of one of those things exploding on them. That's the real, the real luck. Is but, it though? Because it's unlucky for us that they're still on this. I don't know. They're going to keep making YouTube videos and you know, I'm going to find them. Oh my gosh. That's what I'm going to do while you're out doing things. I'm going to be watching these guys doing their magnetic oh fishing. Gosh. Ridiculous. So if you find a 10 pound magnet purchased on Amazon. <laughs> That's you? <laughs> you. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think Jake would enjoy magnet fishing. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. 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 Okay, you ready for my article? Yep, let's hear it. <clears throat> Get excited because rainwater everywhere on Earth is officially unsafe to drink due to, quote, forever chemicals. Yeah, quote. I saw that too. Rainwater almost everywhere on Earth has unsafe levels of forever chemicals, according to new research. Per and polyfluoro something something PFASs are a large family of human-made chemicals that don't occur in nature. They are known as forever chemicals because they don't break down in the environment. They have non-stick or stain repellent properties, so can be found in household items like food packaging, electron blah 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 blah. And Teflon. But now researchers at the University of Stockholm have found them in rainwater in most locations on the planet. I'm waiting for them to tell me where it's not. But this includes Antarctica. They said rainwater everywhere. This is there's no safe place to escape. There's no safe place. No longer can we stick our tongues out and catch snowflakes. But safe Guy, that's we're in Texas. I've never had to worry about that. No longer can we pick up a handful of hail and just throw it in our drink as ice the good news is is that over the last 20 years um the amounts of these chemicals have decreased significantly because of more research and like uh as in the amount that is being used that's being put into products now is there any way to remove these so there's they're everywhere in the rain now but as all of that is processed because ultimately all this water goes through a processing facility and does that processing facility pull it out? So they're saying that like, so it's in rainwater. So it processes fine, but the concern is they're just, they're saying, cause it's, let me go back to it. Um, although in the industrial world, we don't often drink rainwater. Many people around the world expect it to be safe to drink and it supplies many of our drinking water sources. So I, they're thinking of like, villages small villages and stuff who collect rainwater and use it for drinking and 
fortunately, because uh, I guess we have heavily researched the health risks of these chemicals, and they said it's linked to fertility problems, increased risk of cancer, and developmental delays in children. Wow. But others say that no cause and effect can be proven between these chemicals and poor health, and those others are probably the people that produce those chemicals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I guess I'm just trying to understand if if these chemicals are being pulled out in in the developed countries where you have major water processing facilities, if enough water is sent through. So if we stop making these chemicals and then 20 years later, we've processed so much water for places like the U.S., does that mean we will ultimately remove some of that from the... I would think so. Yeah, I would think so too. I mean, it's going to take time. It will take and time. And it doesn't change like generational effects, like in terms of like. And what about child development? Is it does it have to be like some super fancy chemical treatment to get those out? You are asking me questions. I am not uh, able to answer you right now. Why doesn't it questions. have these answers in the article? Um, I don't know. I think it's just because of the website. It's like Euronews.com. And was, I truthfully am too lazy to research well, anymore. I guess I should try and have him on the podcast. The Euronews.com? No, not him. The Who researcher. Oh, the researcher. You didn't yeah. give me a name of the researcher. Do you know him? Oh, does Joe know? Does Joe know? No, I don't know I him. Don't know a, I don't see a single... No, I don't know him. But I did see that article, and I thought, that's too bad. But I didn't even think about the the impact that that has in terms of a lot of people who are catching rainwater like we catch rainwater right now we don't use it for drinking and it's labeled non-potable but but we water our plants with it we do and that's our vegetable garden yeah so it's in the it's in the vegetables so is it getting into our vegetables yeah of course it is that's the thing that see this is a thing because i remember we were talking about climate change on one of our last podcasts and i was saying that i think that that I don't think we're going to see real significant change until it starts affecting a larger amount of people or in more tangible, like direct ways. Yeah. And I think this is one of those things that like you don't realize when granted this isn't climate change, but just in terms of like sustainability and like clean products. Yeah. Like this is something that is now affecting everybody and like, yeah, we can, um, get purified water but that is affecting our food and yeah all that stuff yep it is we'll have to see how how much we can use that rainwater for watering our plants or do we have to like build a dome around (laughs) our property so that way rainwater never touches it because (laughs) it's now toxic we would fry in that dome it would be like a greenhouse would we live in a giant greenhouse I don't know. I'm just trying to keep the the this remember, acid rain this away goes from into me. The other thing we're talking about forever ago is microplastics. They found microplastics in newborn infants now. Yep. So it's between the chemicals and the microplastics. I just, as long as the microplastics get through my body, then it's okay. Could you imagine just like one day sitting there? On the toilet. And pooping out a microplastic. Next thing you know, like you you go number two. You don't want to say poop on the air. Poop. 
you you poop, poop out of your butt <laughs> and you look at it because everybody looks at it afterwards <laughs> and it like just looks like a it looks like confetti because of all the plastic that came that out. That means you didn't eat anything. But also, why does everyone look at their well, poop? <laughs> So it doesn't mean that <laughs> we'll get back to that. It doesn't mean that you didn't eat anything. It just means that for some reason you ate all, all of the plastic came out at once. Right. And I don't know why it's all coming out at once. Maybe you're in the middle of a cleanse. You're in, oh this now that's a business idea. This is a microplastic plastic cleanse. cleanse. Joe. Oh man, this we gotta is come not up. A thing. We gotta make this cleanse. We're I gonna think figure it, would it out. Literally kill people. <laughs> No, it's not going to be eating plastic. No, it's going to be like, <laughs> no. It's going to be it. like figuring out how to cleanse your but body was, of the plastic. No, maybe I just wasn't thinking about this, but like, I thought it's like inside of our bodies, not inside of not like inside of our digestive system. I don't know, but <laughs> you're stripping your entire I'm, body. You're somehow like that's Where how are cleanses the work, right? In, in babies' bodies, isn't now that, that I how think about it? cleanses work? Like it cleanses your whole body. That's that is honestly when I everything about a cleanse sounds completely ridiculous. When I think about about it, sounds smart. When I think about a cleanse, I think you are getting a full body cleanse. But in all reality, all you're doing is sending something into your digestive tract. But this is the thing, and I've never done it, so I've only like heard things. So maybe these are bad examples. If if you're listening and you feel strongly about this, and you've done text a cleanse, me. talk to but us. But it's always something ridiculous. Like I'm going to drink only cranberry juice for four days. That's not good for you. That's like, going to you turn your poop cle- red. <laughs> you may be cleansing your body, but you are also like depriving your body. But of are nutrients. you cleansing it? That's what like, I'm saying. Nothing makes sense to me. And anyone I've ever known who does a cleanse. It's usually to lose weight, and it's and it's usually to lose weight in an extremely unhealthy and quick way. To yeah. where I'm like, there's no act, there cannot be an actual good scientific and nutritional reason yep. to do a cleanse. Yep, my like, favorite. Unless you're like, uh, there's a medical reason where you need to literally get everything out of your digestive system. Yeah. But other than that, I don't in which see case you should probably just get your stomach pumped. <laughs> no, but like if you're going to go in for like a colonoscopy or whatever, like you yeah. drink a bunch of diarrhea meds or whatever, and yep. you don't eat for a day, like yep. that's that's a cleanse that's that a you're cleanse. doing for a medical purpose. Probably should only do that one for colonoscopies. <laughs> don't do that for like the day before your wedding or something. <laughs> that's not that's not like the cleanse that you do for like. If you're a bodybuilder that you do before your bodybuilding. Oh my gosh. It's not the right cleanse. <laughs> Ridiculous. But I was going to say something else about, oh, my favorite cleanse. The one that I always liked was just the. You've been out on a cleanse? Just run a lot and sweat. That's not a cleanse. That's called over-exercising. No, that's <laughs> that's called being a high school wrestler who yeah, needs to cut weight. Yeah, that's, again, who is using an eating disorder in order to cut weight to play a sport in no, high my, school. So this is something that we used to do, which was actually the smartest way to do it. I don't know why. Well, I know why I didn't do it more. But if you had to, like, cut some weight, and typically you're just cutting water weight, right? Allegedly. I don't trying like to lose eating. as much. No. Every time you tell me stories about your wrestling cutting weight, all I think of is, like, this is an eating disorder. Okay, okay. Well, 
there would be times where it would just where I would have access to a sauna and what you would do, you would just sit in the sauna and just sweat and you would just keep sweating. And for some reason we thought that if you had like a credit card or something and you would scrape your body, <laughs> scraping the sweat off, for some reason we thought that that made you sweat more and what? faster. RIP this credit card is nasty. <laughs> you are gross. No, it was That's usually... the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I want to I'd like to see some I'd like to see Sorry, some Sorry, let me scrape off the sweat so that my pores can swim more. I'd like to see some some medical proof on that one way or another. Whether Do you that think helps that someone spent money on that research? <laughs> I don't know. People spend money on weird research. Are you? Do you know if other people did this, or just you and your oh, dumb friends? Oh yeah, no, no, not me and my dumb friends. People told me about this. Whose people? I don't know. Other wrestlers. They were this like, is, "Oh, Joe, this is were, what you have Joseph to do." Francis, you were hazed, and you were just not realizing no, it. No, no, that is not the case. Dumbest thing. I'm looking this up. Credit card sauna sweat. Because do you think anything will pop up? But that's how I type it in. Yeah, maybe. Credit card, sauna. <laughs> Stop. Wow, wait, that was a funny face. Does Steam ex- No, wait. That's Does Steam make credit cards <laughs> not work? Steam accept credit cards. <laughs> credit card, sauna. Credit card, sauna. It's probably going to give you a sauna that you have to swipe a credit card to get into. It's facts. This is whatever website is MMAfutures.com. Oh, good. An article that's called Through the Eyes of a Fighter, Colon Cutting Weight. Yes. And it starts with the following sentence, paragraph. If you've never competed in a weight class restricted sport, it's hard to fathom the phenomena of, cu- of weight cut. Of the weight cut. Imagine yourself being deprived of food and water, sitting in a sauna, wiping sweat off of your body with a credit card to coax (laughs) more perspiration. (laughs) (laughs) This is the reality of many a fighter before weigh-ins take place. Thank you. I'm crying. Thank you. It is not. I was not hazed. (laughs) This is the life of a fighter. Anybody you know who has been in a weight restricted oh sport. But why? You got you to gotta link that one in the I'm, show notes. I'm literally sending me the link now because I don't think anyone else will believe me. Credit card. Thank you. <laughs> yep. So I think that's, I think it, if I think about it too long, I start coming up with this hypothesis that the reason your body sweats is to cool off, Right. So, so the it's more, like, oh, I need to make more sweat. So the more sweat you have on your body, the more you're cooling off because of evaporation. So if you wipe that sweat off, then your body has to produce more in order to cool off. Is there something in there? The science <laughs> behind the credit card swipe? I'm just like finding more things, but it's like the horrors of weight cutting for the MMA. It's super dangerous. Oh, no, Pfizer dangerous. Hold on. Uh, Pfizer? Weight cutting is, is extremely dangerous and can literally be deadly. Your organs can shut down. Explanation Explanation point. Um, but hold on. We're just talking about the credit card. I would agree. It is dangerous. There's this, there was this one. There's a sport. It's mostly in Russia, I think, called 
sauna sitting or something like that, where you just sit in a sauna and you try to beat the other person who is in the sauna with you. Whoever lasts the longest wins the match. This is what I think is funny. You men, you've ruled the world for how many how many thousands of years? I don't know. It depends on who you ask. And y'all spend your time freaking sitting in saunas as a competition. I don't get it. I don't get why. But here's the crazy part about that. This is why I brought it up. Somebody died doing that. I 100% they, believe it. This you guy can die was, of heat exhaustion and the, dehydration. This guy was so so adamant that he was going to win he ended up dying idiots yeah yeah idiots this is why i hate sports in all forms (laughs) like at the end of the day like what have you actually accomplished you've entertained the masses for a little bit you're essentially a gladiator like well done like how about you go cure cancer now hey i i will give it to them if everybody stood up and said are you not entertained at the end of their match I'd probably get up and clap for him. Like, yes, I was entertained. Thank you. <laughs> you get paid significantly better than existing gladi than the past gladiators. Um, can we get back to the poop? Oh yeah, sure. We can come back to that. <laughs> Why do we I will, all? No, I before we get off the gladiator comment. For some reason, I'm getting a lot of things in my Google feed about the NFL and about oh, really? dementia and what? all of the brain issues that. Oh that past NFL people have had and, and to, to be a little bit more serious about it, professional sports really mess people up and right, like it and is for nothing. Yeah. Like it, for it's millions of dollars. It's kind of entertaining for a while, but like these people, all of them essentially have a reduced life expectancy. So if you are choosing, yes, I want to play professional sports for 10 years and give up 20 years of my life. You can make that choice, but it's also, I I don't think that we should, as a society, be incentivizing that. Yeah, we should not be incentivizing that. Hundred percent. I I totally agree with that. We should be incentivizing like teachers. We should be incentivizing the math Olympiad. Yeah, let's have like I want to see the Super Bowl, but like we all sit in our favorite teachers from our counties, and they like do it. And they and they do math Olympics. Yeah, or like science stuff camp. Yeah. (laughs) I was gonna say or a nationwide theater competition, but that's the Tony (laughs) Awards. (laughs) But. Also, one for amateurs. Yeah, they do sort of. They do do that for high school. It's called the Jimmies. Yeah, but that's for high school. What about the people who graduated high school but haven't yet made it on Broadway? Mm, that's true. All of those starving artists who still think they've got a chance. That's a lot of people. Well, hey, there's a big, large group like the of one people. Act play competition, but like Olympic style. But it's kind of like Eurovision. You know, it kind of is but like they Eurovision. Tried to, I always was like, maybe I I wish we had a Eurovision, but they did do they that did last try year. American Song Contest, and I yeah, don't and think guess it went what well. happened? COVID. No, no, no. This happened after COVID. The American Song Contest, and it was hosted by Kelly Clarkson, but I don't know who won. I don't, did they don't actually think it was that popular. It? Here's the thing, though. When you do the Eurovision... All those countries have such unique cultures that you get a really cool show. Yeah. But in America... I mean, I, there's a differences between the states, but we don't have that big of culture we don't have that difference. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Back to poop. No, we don't have to talk about poop. We can end it. 
you don't want to talk about suspense of poop. What were you going to do? We have to save that for next week. Who do you have more about poop? No, man. Who won the song? Oh, Oklahoma won. Well, way to go, Oklahoma. No, we don't have to at all talk about poop. It was more of a joke. Oh. Do you have a sponsor? Is poop the sponsor? (laughs) Is poop the sponsor? Well, if we are. If we are, um, think of your your most hilarious poop joke out there, and if we're if we're digging into those trenches for sponsors, then I think we're in trouble. <laughs> so no, I'm gonna say we don't have a sponsor this week because I will not let poop be you, the sponsor you stand of this on show. Those convictions. I will, but you know what? I think. Instead of sponsoring the show, instead of having a sponsor for the show this week, I I want to dedicate this show to our new fish pet, George Vanquist, <laughs> who lives in Teddy Bear Park Pond. And just so we don't get copyright issues, the fish's name is George Vanquist because of Jake's like new favorite book, The Yeti Files, where one of the characters' names is George Vanquist. Look it up. We'll call him George GV Panquist because he's a panfish. Oh, okay. I thought it was a bluegill. George Panfish Quist. Okay, bye. Bluegills are panfish. Oh, okay. Yep. All right, we're going to end now. See y'all later. Bye bye.